Hello, this is Peter Woolfolk. First, let me say thank you so much for being a listener. Now, I want to alert you to our shiny new podcast website located at podpage.com. However, you can go directly to the podcast site located at www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. There, you can contact me through email. You can leave a voice message. You can leave a review. You can read an episode blog and frequently learn about the podcast guests. You might also want to suggest podcast topic ideas or even suggest a guest. You can also let me know if you would like to receive our podcast listener logo that you can post on your social media. So I look forward to hearing from you about our new podcast website, www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Public Relations Review Podcast and have a great day. Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review Podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals, educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Welcome to the Public Relations Review Podcast and to our listeners all across America and around the world. Today, we have several topics to cover how to pitch your project, and how do you develop a relationship with journalists. My guest today is Ed Zitron. He is CEO of EZPR with offices in San Francisco, Boston, and Portland, Oregon. His book is entitled, This is How You Pitch. He was also named one of Business Insider's top PR people in technology, and he joins us today from Las Vegas, Nevada. Ed, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. So let's begin with pitching. What made you decide to write this book on pitching? What did you see, hear, or experience that led to this? So uh, when I got into public relations, and the book shares many unglamorous stories about it, I feel like it was materially misrepresented to me what exactly the job was. So what what the actual capacity, the actual things you should be doing every day at work were just terribly misrepresented so i got this job in new york i was terrible at it because no one had told me i needed to pitch despite it being and remaining the job that has kept me employed for many years and has done very well for me and also something that i would argue most companies want so i wrote this book as a guide for early public relations people so they didn't make this mistake they didn't go into an industry where they had no idea what they were doing and that people were treating them badly because journalists hate you at first if you go off of the traditional philosophy of just spamming people which is what the middle management types tell you you will just be treated. I mean, I had people scream at me down the phone. It's horrible, especially as a young person. So what I want people, the many people who try and get into public relations to do now is I want them to read this and say, okay, is this job actually for me? And if they say it is, I want them to have a leg up by actually knowing what it is that they're getting themselves into. Because mm-hmm. I would argue that most of them do not. And it leads and it leads to many, it leads to a lot of burnout in the industry. It leads to a lot of very unhappy people. And it leads to just very annoyed journalists too. I mean, it's really, it's upsetting to me how the industry is in this position and how badly 
some kids feel. I get emails all the time from young people who've read the book who say, wow, someone's actually telling me what is really happening versus telling me what I think I want to hear. What you want to hear is not relevant. No one that it's nice to hear what you want to hear, but it doesn't help you. Mm-hmm. So let's let's begin with uh, let's say the, maybe the top five things that people should know or PR people should know about being successful in pitching your your stories. Well, the main one is read. I can't tell people enough. Read, and I don't just mean read. Well, read everything the journalist has written. Read all around that, but also read around the subject. Actually, be learned about what you're talking about because. I feel like a lot of PR people learn just enough and they say, they like to say the cute phrase of, Oh, I know enough to be dangerous. And it's like, you probably don't. If you're saying that you probably <laughs> just know the most surface level thing, uh-huh. having an actual in-depth analysis of what you were talking about and then being able to communicate that in short form. So 120 words ish, maybe even less. That is how you get this job done. That's how you do it. Well, And it seems easy, and I guess maybe it is when you've done it long enough, but the truth is that most PR people are taught to write too much and write, and it's the third one, and also please write just like you talk, write normal. You don't need to talk how you think you need to. The way we're educated in college and in general to explain things is extremely overwordy, verbose, and full of jargon. Now, a lot of PR people say, oh, don't use jargon. I don't just mean don't use jargon. I mean, write simply and directly. Say what you intend to say quickly and then get out of there. Mm -hmm. The problem that PR people have with that is they think, oh, well, I won't use jargon. I'll just use superlatives. I'll talk about something being revolutionary. or I'll talk about something being the best or fantastic. No one wants to hear those terms. That, That tells exactly zero percent of the story no one hearing something is fantastic is really going to know what you mean if it's not subjectively aware you're not aware of them so and honestly focus more on if you're pitching journalists which i believe you should should be focus more on being a utility if you bring something to report bring them something that they'll actually like and that they actually write about Mm -hmm. what this doesn't mean is, oh, I'm sending a reporter four different examples of something of which my client is one. That does not work. It has not worked my entire career. Every single person telling you that. It Well, I take it back. That can work if you're working on a story with someone and they're like, okay, so you're interesting. Is there anything like you? Fine. But the blind pitching of here are four examples of something happening doesn't really work anymore. Perhaps it worked maybe a few years ago, but not so much anymore. But a lot of this really comes down to just being able to read and analyze stuff. I don't mean deep analysts. I mean, just read and understand what you're talking about. Talk about it in a way that's straightforward. Read and understand the reports you're pitching so you can pitch them in a way that actually makes sense to them. Mm -hmm. This should not be particularly revolutionary stuff, but it's so rare that PR people actually engage it and they spend more time complaining about media relations, not being important than they do actually doing it. It's just deeply bizarre to me. And I think that 
there are many reasons it could be happening, but I think it's just a lot of PR people are lazy. I don't think they, I don't think they want to do work, and thus the work, the emotional lift and the mental lift and the intellectual lift of actually reading around the subject and understanding it, and then reading around a report and understanding them, it's a lot to ask. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, having been in this business for quite a while myself and also uh, uh, some years ago, I was in radio for eight years and then TV. So I can pretty much appreciate what you're saying, being on both sides of this, because having uh, listened to pitches, some of those things just did not make sense. They didn't relate. So sort of amplifying on what you said is that they need to understand what the journalist covers that they're trying to pitch. Because if you come at them, if they only talk about A and B and you come up with X and Y, then that's a complete disconnect and uh, it's a waste of time. And really, it it embarrasses not only the PR person, but perhaps the the organization and the client that they're working for. Well, PR people don't get embarrassed, though. That's one of the biggest problems. Shame does. The the PR person (laughs) is a rare creature that does not experience shame. So otherwise, the industry would be better. But Mm. PR people are some of the most defensive worm-like creatures and thus they they consider anything that happens they consider to be they consider to be an accident of the journalist it's it's such a weird industry i just i i love doing my job but at the same time it is maddening well, no, well, it, well, it certainly can be because uh, if if your attitude is I'm going to throw it up against the wall and see if it sticks, that that is really not good, uh, not good no. for, for the particularly for clients uh, who see the you know poor results coming from uh, from the uh, their actions that they're paying to to get results for. Yep, it's it's embarrassing, and I mean, makes me money, so I guess keep being bad, but it's. Um, quite bizarre how to this day PR people will argue with you if you and I know this because I've done it if you post on Twitter that oh like media relations is very important in public relations you'll reliably summon a cabal of some of the most insufferable people who claim oh media relations isn't the only part of public relations now that's a very large debate I get that but at the same time if media relations isn't one of the most important things in public relations, if not the most important, then why do why does my business keep growing? Why do clients keep coming to me complaining that they've gone with some of the biggest agencies and got poor results? Why is that so common? And why are PR firms, why am I not having people come to me and saying, hey, I need someone to do quote unquote strategy? Mm-hmm. It's just a very, it's a very bizarre industry. And I think that we have, we don't have a reputation problem because no one really cares that much about PR people. We have a we have an internal affairs issue where we have people who are disconnected from the world around them who then make judgments as a result. I mean, I had a big argument with someone at PR Daily the other day where they they got mad at me because they quoted a thing around how to deal with social justice and how to discuss social justice, specifically around the murder of George Floyd. And it's murder. Anyone disagrees with me, welcome to contact me. I, and their argument, their argument was that you need to listen to people of a diverse group, and then they proceeded to only quote white PR people. That is a great example of how just disconnected PR people are. Mm. Reagan.com. 
PR Daily. These are sites that are some of the most well-looked upon sites in public relations, and they cannot see their ass from their elbow. I mean, it's just, as an industry, we lack the ability to self-criticize. We lack the ability to grow because we fail to, we fail to judge ourselves harshly, and very few people seem capable of seeing the issues and actually addressing them, the PRSA included. Well, you know, as I listen to you in terms of, uh, you know, the social justice thing, that that certainly begins to support uh, efforts to increase diversity in public relations, which is uh, sorely, mm-hmm. sorely missing. And uh, you can read yeah. P- PRSA. I mean, they're at it every year saying, you know, we've got to increase diversity. And uh, somehow or another, that uh, seems to be a slippery slope for them. Yeah, they just... The, the thing is, like everything with the PRSA, they love saying stuff, but they don't really care enough to do anything. And fixing diversity in PR is a multifaceted problem, one that comes from the fact that a vast majority of PR people come from, or at least the ones that are considered, quote-unquote, the best, come from the Ivy League, which have their own issues of diversity, massive issues of diversity, and also the people that are attracted to public relations due to cultural things and also agency makeup are predominantly cisgender white people. Mm-hmm. There's a huge, huge diversity problem that's created by a lot of the heads of these agencies. I mean, I, I can't be too judgmental. I'm, I'm a white straight guy. I run a PR agency. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it is partly a talent pool issue, but on the PRSA level, if they really cared about diversity, they could do more. They could make state. They could make a their own rule. Even if their own Rooney rule in the NFL is kind of crap, it's better than nothing, which is kind of what the PRSA loves to do. It's just that it's there is so much that needs to be done and so little that they're they're not even starting, and it's frustrating because the PRSA. And by by proxy, the PRSSA, so the Student Association, they need to be doing something. They are the starting block for public, a lot of public relations mm-hmm. people. And until they until they face up and realize that they are the starting block and thus they need to make choices, nothing really is going to change because it needs to start early. And in fact, I'd argue most PR, most problems in the PR industry start at the middle management and the early stages. Well, you know, one of the things I've said for a while is that if you're going to have diversity, that that really has to start at the top of the organization because mm-hmm. that's where the commitment, if the commitment is there, it needs to start at the top. And uh, those officials are heading up the organization need to let the, the uh, folks in the organization know that this is the direction we're going to take. Uh, it's going to be part of our mission and uh, we'll be following up and it will, it will be included in your job performance. That sort of thing. When it gets down to those kinds of things, it makes mm-hmm. people pay attention. Uh, just writing a statement saying this is what we're going to do uh, does not get a lot of traction at all. And that's how, but that's how PR people love to roll. They love to say stuff and do nothing. It's tough to fix. And I think a lot of the issues need to be fixed on the large agency, well, mid to large agency level. So the because there's one thing like four or five people agencies. Those are those are like when you are not hiring tons of people, it's hard to start saying, oh, we have diversity goals in hiring. But when you are the Edelman, the MWWs, and indeed you are those companies hiring and acquiring PR agencies, you need to start making the calls for who you acquire and who you hire and where you hire them from. You need to do outreach. Mm -hmm. And also 
one core issue with diversity in PR is the overinflation of importance for those in San Francisco and New York by and the hiring specifically from universities like UNC, huge diversity issues, from the Ivy Leagues, huge diversity issues. I agree that it starts at the top. You're not wrong there. But I also believe that there needs to be a push on the student level, on the young person level. Because if you can if you can get those kids, if you can start that conversation in a way that is not inherently vacuous, I believe that the early stages is when you start. When young people get into this industry, when they realize it's a problem. But again, the PR industry doesn't like discussing its problems. Mm-hmm. The PR industry loves to put out statements, and then they need to then they need to do nothing. They need to claim that there is a goal that they vaguely have, and then it's just really disgusting. It's the industry. We we love to say stuff. We love to we love to do things in the industry, but then we do nothing. Well, I tell you, let, let's uh, swing back to uh, to uh, the, the pitching side of things. But since we brought this up, let's talk about how you see or how you would uh, encourage people to develop relationships with journalists. The simplest way to do it is to follow them on Twitter and talk to them in a way that, like a human being would. I think most people. PR people on Twitter have some of the most embarrassing, cringeworthy social media presences I've ever seen. Just very embarrassing. They do this thing where their profile is like, I'm a public relation, hashtag public relations. I do hashtag public relations. I care about hashtag this and hashtag that. No one uses hashtags. No one, none. Journalists, journalists might do it for events, but past that, no, you're wrong. You've got to stop. I think that PR people need to just learn to shut up and read get to know the reporters on Twitter, respond to them. Don't just say great story. Like if they're in a conversation about something, say something about it, mm-hmm. but try and be cool. Don't, don't be desperate. It's like dating. It's like being a pie. Come on. Don't be weird. Don't be weird about it. Like just talk like normal. And if you don't know how to talk normal, maybe that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. I see, I see a lot of PR people who do like, they'll try and respond and get responses from like Kara Swisher. as hundreds of thousands of people following her. That one, I'm just like, I don't know why you're bothering. You're not going to build a relationship with her over Twitter. You might meet her at an event. Or when we're all back at the office, maybe you can invite the journalist for coffee. Say, oh, I'm in your city. Do you want to get coffee? When you have coffee with them, here's the secret. Don't talk about work until they bring it up. Most journalists will eventually say, hey, so what are you working on? Don't just immediately launch into it. Unless, of course, you know the reporter and you know they're going to want to talk about that. That being said, you shouldn't be in that mindset if you're brand new to them. A lot of PR people overthink this, and they want to be able to itemize everything, and everything needs to be cataloged and turned into numbers. You can't do that with relationships. Relationships are a significantly more fluid and relaxed thing than PR people give it credit for. The reason I have a lot of reporter relationships is I am pretty good at getting on with most people. A lot of PR people also say this thing where they say, oh, I love people. If you love people by default, you're a Labrador retriever or a sociopath. No one, no, have you met most people? I don't love people by default. Most people are mediocre. They're not terrible. They're not great. That's fine. Most people you meet, but most journalists are pretty interesting I've run into. There are a lot of interesting journalists out there. Treat it like that. I'm going to meet someone interesting. Fantastic. 
<laughs> and I think that overthinking it is a big part of that problem. You know, let me just add to something that you said. Uh, part of my sure. uh, up, my background, of course, I worked on Capitol Hill as a press secretary, uh, where uh, you, the stories flying around all the time. But one of the things that I did was I went to talk to reporters when I didn't need anything, as you said, to develop a relationship. Here's who I am. How do you ask the reporter? What do you look for? When do you like to get your stories? Those kinds of things. Then over here's how I can help you. We can give you the data, this and that, so to help you, you know, fulfill all everything you need to get your story. And uh, when is the best time to call you? Those kinds of things, so uh, that I'm prepared when I do call. I know who I'm talking to. They know who they're talking to, uh, what they expect from me, and and those kinds of things. So that really, really helped develop a relationship that I can give them everything they need. They don't have to ask for it. And they know that I'm being sincere with them because I delivered what I said I was going to deliver in the fashion that I committed to. Yeah, and it is that simple. I, I, PR people make it so difficult. They go make this whole song and dance. It's, it's not diffusing a bomb. It's just talking to people. And they're worried that they'll that they'll seem out of they'll seem out of place or that they won't come off as perfect. People don't buy stuff that's perfect. Mm-hmm. People don't know perfect. Perfect is not real. People want to talk to other people, and they can tell when you're entirely made up when everything you say is put through a weird filter where everything you say is composed. They know and they don't care and they don't like it and you're annoying to them. If you're an actual person, great. You don't have to like everything and do everything that everyone else does. That's for everyone else to do. Well, that's fun for once. And you know, being authentic, be yourself, that's really what people appreciate most. And, but also, I will say, I've met a lot of PR people who claim to be themselves who are bloody boring. To which I say... You're probably doing stuff that you think your peers and your other people that you know want you to like. No, do stuff that you like. Seriously, I'm an exceedingly weird person. I'm I'm a weirdo. I and I mean an actual weirdo. Like my likes are extremely bizarre. I I collect comic book artwork. I live in Las Vegas. I I'm atypical to say the least, and that works for me because most people people may oh. I watch Tiger King. I watch the same garbage that everyone else watches. A lot of PR people are worried about fitting in, and the irony is that they don't, like, by fitting in, they're boring. No one cares, and it's sad. (laughs) Well, Ed, let me ask you now, because we're sort of getting up on our our end time here, so let me ask if you have any sort of closing remarks to our listeners in terms of uh, their pitching and, of course, uh, developing relationships that you'd like to pass on. Honestly, it really comes down to just being a normal, like just be yourself. Don't, don't do anything in this industry because you think it will make other people like you. If you're, if you are motivated predominantly by the pursuit of people liking you, you will probably do badly at everything else because getting back to the diversity thing, that pursuit and that, um, that desperation to fit in that creates the hegemony, the it creates the situations that are the problem. Mm-hmm. It creates the pallid facsimile people that make people hate the PR industry. I want you to avoid that. 
Well, Ed, thank you so very, very much for uh, providing your insights. Uh, I've certainly enjoyed uh, our conversation today. Uh, and to our listeners, again, our guest was Ed Zitron. He is the CEO of EZPR with offices in San Francisco, Boston, and Portland. And uh, please uh, not only tell your listeners, but also join us for the next edition of the Public Relations Review Podcast. Thank you. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies, an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us. Hi, this is Peter Woolfolk speaking. Now, first of all, thank you so very much for listening to the podcast. Now, I am very excited to let you know that the podcast is now available on Amazon Alexa. You know the drill. Simply say, Alexa, play Public Relations Review Podcast, and she'll take it from there. And again, thank you for listening. And if you enjoy the program, please become a subscriber. Now, on to the podcast.